Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 39 of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. Riley, a lot of stuff to cover on the show today. we got to recap the series that just was against the Oakland Athletics, a disappointing one at that. We've got our thumbs up, thumbs down. we got a touch on Alec Manoa, Yusei Kikuchi, Jose Barrios, the whole offense, George Springer, Matt Chapman, the bullpen. We've got news and notes. We've got prospects, updates. Riley, we've got a full show today. And then, of course, we've got to preview the Mariners series. So let's, do you want to just get right into it or something to add before we start? No, nothing to add. All I say is that's uh, that's a tough, tough pill to swallow, man. That's I'm just going to leave it there. We're in a dog fight in that series in California against Oakland. Did not help one bit, dude. Yeah, little recap. We had lost three series in a row. We had a, won a tough one against Boston, and we we're seeing our West Coast trip out to Oakland, and we're thinking, finally, we're going to play the worst team in baseball. The Blue Jays should actually perform better. Like, on paper, we should beat this. And when game one happened and Alec Manoa struggled and the offense just really didn't get going, we're like, no, it's going to be like this, wasn't it? And then Kikuchi happened in game two, and we lost that game too. And thankfully, we were able to get at least the rubber match. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was playing five games against the Rays in 72 hours or if it was the long flight out to the West Coast or maybe this team is still mourning the death of Julia Budzinski, or maybe it's a bit of all three, honestly, but this was bad. Even if I say we won two out of three games in this series, that was probably still a disappointment. And the fact that we only took one game this series, that hurts. But hey, I guess that's what happens when you face a, really, uh, a rotation of Tim Hudson, Barry Zito and Mark Mulder. Oh, wait. No, we didn't do that, did we? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's we're in the wrong era of baseball. Mm. And this is, I didn't even say, I, I was worried about Montes and he wasn't even starting. And we certainly weren't facing 20 plus game winner, Barry Zito. We were facing guys <laughs> we should have smoked and we didn't score hardly any runs, dude. Let me see four, six, six runs in three games. That's two Yikes. runs per game. Ouch. That's way, that's way too low. If you were to ask me the higher or lower, I would have said we score an average of five runs. And that just was clearly not the Blue Jays game plan. And it certainly wasn't on Oakland's agenda as they tore through our hitters and our pitching didn't help out either. This happens sometimes over the long schedule of baseball, but man, does it ever stuck? I mean, Pittsburgh did just sweep the Yankees. So it's not like we're the only team going through a little woes here, but yeah, the team that's been really good offensively to have a series like this, especially against a team we should have beaten. That just kind of stings a little more. Um, I'll get into the game recaps here. Game one, the Jays lost that one five to one. Jays had a season low five hits against Cole Irvin, who went eight innings in this one. Uh, Manoa's velocity was down, and he really struggled for the first time this year. Just a poor performance from the Blue Jays all around here. Uh, game two, Yusei Kikuchi was terrible. We did get a home run, though, from Matt Chapman and Teoscar Hernandez. We did only allow three hits, so the bullpen behind Kikuchi was good, but uh, too little too late. The Jays couldn't mount a comeback in this one. And game three that happened this afternoon, Jose Barrios delivered a well-needed start. We needed that from Jose. We had a solo home run in, I believe it was the seventh from Matt Chapman, and a go-ahead home run from Bo Bichette in the eighth. Um, Adam Simber and Jordan Romano held the door out of the pen, and the Blue Jays squeak out of Oakland with a win in the finale. So as it stands now, the Jays are now 45 and 38. We're 14 games back of the New York Yankees. We're a game behind Boston for the first wild card spot. And we are technically ahead of Tampa for the second wild card spot, although it's very close. We just got them on winning percentage. So Jays still in a playoff spot, even after losing the series, but tough as we really wanted to win this one. Yeah. Really wanted to win. It might even be an understatement, Jesse. Mm -hmm. It's not even about want. It's a need at this point where we're, we're 
Uh, you know, just starting June, all-star games coming up. And that's kind of the telltale sign of the season. You can kind of tell. This, I think the Yankees are going to walk away with the American League East. I really do. I, don't I know mean, yet. I'm a realistic guy, Jesse. Mm. It's I'm hunting for that wild card spot, dude. Let's let's not kid ourselves. I'm not saying our playoff spot is really in jeopardy right now, but we got to play some uh, we got to play some, you know, well over 500 ball in order to make this happen. I mean, we got to score more runs. I'm going to start off my first thumbs up with someone who did at least cash some RBIs in himself. In, and that's my boy, Matt Chapman. Yes, sir. I mean, welcome back, Mr. Oakland himself, mm-hmm. California born Matt Chapman. Two home runs in the series, had a handful of hits more than anyone on the team. Um, him and both difference makers in the second game. We needed that dude. If we would have had us had been swept. Um, I mean, our mood would be so much more down. At least we walked away with the win. We were lucky there and obviously did all the, all the scoring in game two with one swing of the bat, three RBIs, three run home run. I mean, that's enough for me. And in a, you know, in a series where you get six runs and Chapman scores just over half of those runs or mm-hmm. is a, is a, you know, a run or a run batted in. I mean, what are we working with here, Jesse? I love to give Matt Chapman a thumbs up, but we're not talking about Vlad having three home runs and seven RBIs or, or Springer having, you know, six hits in the series. We're talking about a guy who, you know, played a good series, but the rest of the team didn't back it up, which whatever, I'm fine to give Matt Chapman a thumbs up, dude. That's all on me. Good for Matt Chapman. Rest of the team, got to pick it up. And Matt Chapman really did perform well here. Um, he went 0 for 4 in game one, but then he went 3 for 4 with a home run and a double in game two. He had a game tying home run in the seventh, which honestly, when he hit that, I breathed like a sigh of relief because I was like, we're going to get shut out here. And as soon as Matt Chapman hit the home run to tie it, it's like you knew we had faith here. I actually had the thought too um, in watching game two of this series. I was like, do we have to have a serious Bo Bichette conversation, like a big picture about Bo Bichette's career? And I've decided we don't. We don't have to have that at least today, but I just want to put that thought in your mind. Maybe we're not sure Boba Shed is going to be this great of a player as we think he is, but we'll have that talk another day. Um, but yeah, good stuff from Matt Chapman. Played good defense again. We've talked in the past about how Matt Chapman is going to, we really think he's going to have a big second half here because his expected stats still look very good. I want to point out too, he also had two more deep fly balls to the warning track in this series. So It's coming. Be patient. I think a little rest at the all-star break for Matt Chapman. He's going to soar, and we're going to see him moving up in the order, up in the lineup, producing more damage for Matt Chapman. So thumbs up for me as well. Loved it. Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. It's good. Good to at least get uh, someone to talk good about Jesse. And I think we had someone else. I Mm -hmm. mean, not too many thumbs up in this series, but Jesse. Who else did okay? A little above average for this series. A guy we really needed to see turn things around, and he did just that in this game today, was Jose Barrios. And look, credit where credit is due. The Jays have had a lot of pitching problems, especially lately. So we really needed a starter to go out and just to dominate. And yeah, Jose Barrios, he pitched six innings today, which is honestly a sigh of relief because like Kikuchi, we don't know if we're getting the good Barrios or the bad Barrios here. And we got the good Barrios today. And thank God did we need it. He had uh, 20 called strikes and 25 more foul balls. So he had just enough movement on those pitches that the Oakland batters couldn't couldn't square him up. And yeah, he only had seven swinging strikes, but you know, you'll take that from Jose Barrios, who's pitching to contact with the good defense behind him. This was the best start that he's had in a while. And he's, yeah, maybe he's just taking advantage of a bad offense, but look, Alec Manoa couldn't do that. You say Kikuchi didn't do that. So credit to you, Mr. Barrios and uh, team definitely needed that today. 
I mean, six innings, a strikeout every inning is fine. That's that's Jose Brios kind of to a T right there with a you know seven innings maybe on a better day. But the fact is, and this one is what I really like. He gave up four hits and only walked one batter, mm-hmm. which is a whip under one, which is incredible this year for Jose Barrios because he has just absolutely sandbagged so many starts where he has, you know, it feels like giving up 10 base runners in a matter of three innings. It was definitely well needed, dude. And if anyone needed to step up to salvage this series from us being swept, you know, Jose Barrios, he stepped up to the plate or I'll say towed the rubber and did his job in this series, man, to salvage the game three of this set. Another guy who towed the rubber and helped salvage this series in this three-game set was our side-arming reliever, Adam Simber. And I don't have a lot to say about him. He's been good. He's been a rock all year for us, but he threw two innings in the game today after Jose Barrios left, and he quieted the Oakland bats. Just after Matt Chapman hit that home run, you needed to shut down innings from your bullpen, and that's what uh, Adam Simber did today. And he's quietly been the guy that Charlie Montoya likes to go to first, right, to go out and get reliable outs, which is crazy. From a guy who only throws, what, 85, 86? He doesn't really throw that hard, and He's got that funky delivery, but he's working. It's getting results. So I just, I want to give you a little quick thumbs up here, Adam Semper. I love it, man. I, I do like that because, again, a much needed win today. Definitely needed that. And uh, a six out hold. Um, didn't give up a base runner. That's just doing Adam Simber things. Mm-hmm. Like he's been great for us in high leverage situations. One run game for two innings. I mean, you can't ask for anything more out of our setup guy for sure. And and Romano gets to save. Like case in point, Simber definitely there worked. I say an extra inning. I mean, in a situation like this, I typically wouldn't see. I don't think you'd see um, Simber out for two innings, but you love to see it, especially when he's shutting down Oakland's hitters. And all it cost us was half a season of Joe Panic. So. Thank you, Miami, for Adam Simber. We'll forever yeah. be thankful for that one. Riley, from the good stuff from the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays sure had a lot of bad in this series, and I think it's time we have the Yusei Kikuchi conversation. So, Riley, I gave up, I think, on Yusei Kikuchi. I want to believe. I still really want him to be good, but I just I don't know if he can, and I feel like something needs to happen here for Kikuchi. So those of you who... Uh, Watch us on YouTube. Should definitely follow us on Twitter. I mean, Jesse, mostly he tweets 95% of the stuff from our account. Um, some of the stuff is, you know, very factual. Some of the stuff is comical, though. Yeah. And Jesse, being the guy he is, the emotional <laughs> dude he is, decides after the start, I'm going to throw my Kikuchi jersey in the garbage. Now, Jesse, I'm sure you pulled that out of there. That I did. Expensive. I did. Yes. Dude, you made your point. Your point had been made. I laughed when I I saw it. I almost, I I did, I did laugh pretty good because I thought, yeah, you're right, dude. We all, we're all feeling that. And you with the, I saw the one reply to, I don't know who it was said, who has a Kikuchi jersey? I want to this reply. Guy. This guy has this, a, this moron guy, bought a Kikuchi jersey. The guy, the guy who predicted him coming to our team, Master Domus over here says, yeah. here we got Kikuchi. He's going to do great. And yeah, has not done great. <laughs> Throws the jersey out and trades. He's got Vladdy back on the wall, which yes. is good to see. But yeah, no, you said you wanted to have a talk before the show, Jesse. We didn't pre rehearse this because I wanted to think deeply about how I really felt about Yusei Kikuchi. And I think when the question comes, I'll field the question appropriately. At least seven of the 14 batters that Yusei Kikuchi faced in this last start got on base via a walk or a hit by pitch. And in fact, six of his 16 starts this year, he's failed to go four innings and nine of his 16, he has failed to go five innings. So Riley, like 
what do we do here? Because we can't keep running Yusei Kikuchi out here if he is performing like this. And But the problem is here, the Jays don't really have a ton of starting options behind them. I think I'm a believer that Maximo Castillo should be in, be in here and he should be getting a run full-time in this rotation, but the Jays can't call him up unless somebody goes on the IL because we just sent him back down to get freaking Thomas Hatch on this roster, who they've also sent right back down. So I think it looks like, yeah, the Jays just called up Casey Lawrence, who is going to start in Kevin Godson's place tomorrow, which we'll get into about that a little later here. I, I don't know what to do. The Jays just don't have the pitching depth here, and but you can't keep throwing Kikuchi out here either. So, Riley, what are we going to do? I think I think you're good on the Maximo Castillo thing. I mm-hmm. also, I'm also a fan of two. I mean, we got the prospects. I think now would be a time. I really want us to go attack for another pitcher. And I know I was supposed to wait for this later in the episode. You're going to ask me another question about what should we do with so-and-so. And I want to kind of combine this. Okay. Jesse, I want to tell you something. Yeah. Alejandro Kirk is 23 years old. Okay. He's going to be our longtime catcher. Right. Danny Jansen, I can't see him being a Blue Jay for much longer, still holds value. But you want to talk about guys with value? And this is my personal opinion. I believe that there is, I think Moreno has more value now than he Mm -hmm. will ever have. I think if we want to make a real push, put Moreno, package Moreno in a deal, and we're going to go after a very big, solid pitcher. I don't know who this is. I'm just spitballing here, Jesse. We want to make a push. We're really struggling on the hill. And I think this is going to help us. I could be crazy. I mean, let me know guys. Like I'm a, I'm a win guy. We have a good system. I I can tell by your reaction. You just freaking hate this. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I agree with you. The blue Jays desperately need pitching help bad. And I don't think it's coming from inside the organization. So we have to do something. Now the Jays catching we've talked a lot in the past is a position of strength that the blue Jays have had. I did see a report that the Detroit Tigers were interested in Danny Jansen, but do we really want any of their starters? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think starting pitching is really hard to come by right now. Uh, we saw in the Brewer series that they were starting Chichi Gonzalez, for goodness sake, and they're a playoff team. They're going to be a contender. I think if the Blue Jays are going to trade for a starting pitcher right now, they're probably going to have to overpay. And I'd hate to see us give up Gabriel Moreno for like, what, a number three starter, a number two starter. Like if we're getting Dane Dunning out of Texas, like, is that enough for Gabriel Moreno? Like, I don't think so. If we're going to trade Gabriel Moreno, which I don't think we should do, but if we are, I'd want Frankie Montas, who's actually dealing with a little bit of injury right now, but if he's on, he's good. Or I'd want Luis Castillo. And unless something like a team just absolutely craters from the all-star break to the trade deadline and become sellers, I don't know if I want to do that. I know. I get what you're saying. Well, also it's a, it's a, you gotta, it's a buyer's market right now. I mean, we're paying a dollar 95 for gas as, as real people. And then yes. you look at old from a baseball term, pitchers are a hot commodity, man. If that's what's hot and we need what's hot right now, if, if they put a price on it, we kind of got to go with it, dude. I know that it might be a lopsided trade, but we got it. It comes down to pitching right now. There's, we can clearly see what's needed on this team for depth and it's starting pitching right now. I mean, we could, we could use a bit of everything, let's be honest, but it comes down to starting pitching right now, especially with the injury to Kevin Gosman. Mm-hmm. This is something I believe that we should go after. I mean, I might be crazy to say in Moreno, but I, I just want, 
everyone to know that Kirk is going to be an all-star. He's 23 years old and backup catchers in free agency are easy to come by and we don't have to overpay for them. You want to talk about it. You want to talk about the catcher of the future. It's going to be Alejandro Kirk. Listen, I was on the Bebrano trade, but now I'm thinking about more of a, a winning mode. I don't think it's going to hurt us, even if this pitcher is a one-year guy, whatever. Yeah, that would sting. It really would sting. But we're in a when I think we're a we got to buy. We got to be a buyer's team right now to make the postseason, man. Yeah, and I think a lot of Jays fans would agree with you that yeah, prospects are good, and we fall in love with our prospects. But a lot of prospects, especially catching prospects, don't really turn out to the guys we think. Like, look how long it took for Travis Darno to turn into a real guy. Like he was kind of just mad for a long time before he finally got together in Atlanta. I don't know. Just before we wrap up the Kikuchi conversation here, is there any chance the Blue Jays call up like Ricky Tiedemann, one of our top guys here or something, just to fill us up in the time being, or is it still too early for that? I'd let him ferment a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so too. If it comes down to, if it, if, what, if, 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 listen, if it comes down to it and it's one start, but you got to protect a guy like that. I don't want to see him come into a game and pitch two innings and give up seven earned. That would suck. And I would, I would absolutely hate that. It'd make me sick to my stomach to see that. I would love to see him ferment and let him finish his, finish his minor league career out. Pitchers take a while to, to get up there. He's, uh, he's progressing great, but Mm -hmm. why would we rush him? I thought it I thought it was just the right time for Moreno to come up. Now that he's got his cup of coffee, I really think that, the value for Gabby Moreno will not be higher than it is right now. That's my own thought. I'll, I know people will agree and I know people will disagree. I don't hate it. I don't hate the call here. Um, moving on from Kikuchi because he had some mess. We're going to talk about more when that happens here. Um, I want to give another just quick thumbs down to George Springer. Now he's been rare because he's been pretty good on the series on the season so far. I think he's got a 130 WRC plus. So he's been quite good, but I wanted to bring him up here because he was 0 for 10 in this series. And so I looked up George Springer's career to see how this season kind of lines up with his career norms. And he still put up pretty good numbers, as you would expect for a good season. But he has career lows in his walk rate, his expected slugging, his max exit velocity. And, you know, his sprint speed even is the second lowest it's been in his career. So maybe he's not as fast. And I don't know. Like I said before, he is on the wrong side of 30. Is this maybe the start of a decline from George Springer here? Or is it too early to tell still? I think it's too early to tell. I mean, the guy goes over 10 in the series. I mean, we don't need to push the panic button. And of course, the speed's going to go down. I mean, he's not Ricky Henderson. He's not going to be lightning until he's 50 years old. Like, I still like what George Springer brings um, on a nightly basis. I really do. Um, and of course, his stats are going to slightly decline. Uh, and they'll fluctuate from time to time. I don't think there's anything wrong with Springer. I, I hated getting rid of Plar when we did. I really did. I was a big Kevin Plar fan like most a lot of, of us Jay's were. Fans were yeah. But I love I I love what Springer's done since he's been here, man. He's he's like we talked about last week. He's a good leader. He's a one of the best power leadoff hitters of all time. And he has been spectacular defensively um with the glove. So I mean, I'm fine with it, man. Yes. Um, he, there's going to be, if it hasn't already come a decline, but he's definitely still a plus war player for sure. 
I've also noticed too, when George Springer is in center field, he actually hits a lot better at the plate. It's been the games that he's been DHing where I think he's only hitting about 150 or so. And I get one, my, my Montoya wants to do it as he wants to get the 32 year old off his feet a little bit and give him some half days off in the DH spot. But the numbers say when he's in center field, he's hitting a lot better. So maybe something to watch for as the Blue Jays put these lineups going together a little forward here. Um, one more thing I want to say, I don't have an official thumbs down, but another reason why we probably lost the series against Oakland is because the Blue Jays only drew four walks the whole series. I don't know how many Oakland got, but it was a lot more than four. Let me tell you that. And if our guys aren't taking their base on balls when they come, it's going to be tough to score runs, as you saw from only the six runs we scored this series. So there was more to that. We could have needed more power and more other stuff too. But the fact that the Blue Jays offense wasn't drawing walks, like what is this? This is April again? Because I feel like that's where we are now. I mean, we did just play Billy Beans Oakland A's, who is the best at walking. I sent you a meme that was um, did, yes. you know, about three months ago, and it's this guy holding the package or whatever. And then there's like good starting pitching and like all this stuff. And it's Brad Pitt holding a box that says um, OBP. And the guy says, is this all you need? And he says, yes, because that's, you know, for those of you who haven't watched the greatest movie ever, Moneyball is fantastic. <laughs> and that was I thought it was funny. Jesse liked it. I thought it was funny. But yeah, you can't outwalk Oakland, but we can out hit them. And thus, we did not out hit Oakland in this series. No. And oh, well, hope for better things against Seattle coming up here next. Uh, some news and notes here for you. Blue Jays have signed right handed pitcher Matt Peacock from the Royals. Uh, he, he's thrown 96 innings in his career. He's now he's got a 495 um, ERA. And he's uh, only got 56 strikeouts in his career. He's a sinker slider guy with the occasional changeup. You know, he hasn't pitched that great, but the Blue Jays desperately need bullpen arms. And I figured just because this guy was recently DFA'd by the Royals, the Blue Jays were like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. See if he sticks. Right. Anything to add on Peacock? No, if the video games are anything right, I think he turns out to be an okay guy. That's all I got him. I did know I did know that he was an Arizona Diamondbacks uh, system guy, so I like that. I do know a little bit about it, and I think if my if my video game brain is 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 right along with this, I think he should be okay if the sim is correct, which is a good addition. Never hurts to have you know arms in the bullpen. We just added Roma, um, Sergio Romo, and now we got Peacock. I think. You know, those are good little additions. Doesn't hurt. Let's move through the rest of these pretty quickly here. Uh, the Blue Jays had a few people in rehab assignments. Danny Jansen went one for two with a walk in his six innings, catching for the Buffalo Bisons. Sounds like he's going to be activated for the Mariner series. So welcome back to you, Mr. Danny Jansen. Uh, Jimmy Garcia also started a rehab assignment with Buffalo. He threw a clean inning with two strikeouts and a, yeah, a clean inning. And that might be all he need. Jimmy Garcia is probably going to come back on this roster. So some bullpen help is on the way back. Um, Riley, just really quickly here. We talked about how, you know, we think we might have to trade Gabriel Moreno, but what do we do in the meantime? Like Gabriel Moreno's not getting enough bats, especially, I mean, I don't think he's getting enough at bats now, even with just him and Kirk. And now with Danny Jansen back too, it's really hard to see him uh, getting more playing time here. So Charlie Montoyo said, quote about Gabby Moreno, if Moreno isn't getting enough bats, we want him playing too. So I'm kind of reading between the lines here and it sounds like Gabriel Moreno is going to get sent back down to Buffalo. I, <clears throat> I don't hate that. Jesse, um, my other thought too was um, rolling with uh, since the 26 man, I mean, rosters have came out. Um, I don't have having, I don't hate having the third catcher, especially when we have Kirk and Jansen, who I think should switch between DH at this point. 
Um, so if Moreno sticks around and does field balls behind the plate, if, if Jansen's DH and Kirk's DH, there's a lot of options. I, I really think that he could stay up right here. I, cause again, I'm going to push his value right now, but once he starts to slide, then we got to protect him and send him back down to Buffalo. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening here. If I'm a betting man, though, I'm betting that uh, once Jansen's ready to go, Moreno is one going back down. Um, Kevin Gosman has had trouble pushing off his back legs. We didn't throw a bullpen session, which he was supposed to throw in Oakland. And it's confirmed now he will not be making his scheduled start tomorrow. Casey Lawrence is back up from AAA, and he will be making the start with Trent Thornton being sent down. It'll likely be a spot starter for him there. And if Gosman is good to go, there's some buzz that he might fill in for Yusei Kikuchi start on Sunday. We're going to see, he's going to take the mound. He's going to see if he feels any better. And if he can't pitch on Sunday, I think we got to put Gosman on the IL and just try to survive without him because we need Gosman good. We need Gosman healthy. If the blue Jays are going to keep their playoff spot here. Yeah, that's a, that's a kick in the nuts right there. I mean, that is the, one of the last things we needed, man is to be out Kevin Gosman when we're already out Ryu. Not that Ryu was, you know, pitching great numbers or anything, but to lose lose a great arm and to lose any arms is just, it's tough right now. We, def, we don't really have the depth for starting pitching to, you know, go a long time without guys like Kevin Gosman. I mean, one series, two series, I would say is, is already too much. But anything more than that is we're, we're in big trouble after that. I still think it's lucky that he avoided something very serious, but yeah, like with God, with like the pitching problems, the blue Jays are having here. We need Kevin Gosman on the mound. We need him to dominate. And it's just, it sucks. Cause if he's hurt or he's out for an extended period of time, the ceiling that this blue Jays team has is well down and we're not going to play nearly as well. Um, speaking of another pitcher though, who did not perform at his best this series, Alec Manoa was hit actually pretty good this series. He, his pitching line is five and two thirds innings pitch, six hits, four earned runs, two walks, five Ks. And his velocity was mysteriously down three miles per hour on about all of his pitches for the first few innings in this game. And his horizontal break on the slider, which is probably Alec Manoa's bread and butter that he's able to get it, was the worst he's had on the season by at least five inches. So I don't know if this means... Alec Manoa's hurt or Alec Manoa, maybe he just slept funny on the plane or something, or maybe he's just not in the right headspace. I don't know, but you didn't like to see this from Alec Manoa. Now for what it's worth, he was able to bounce back by about the fourth or fifth inning and got a lot of that stuff back. But it's kind of scary when you see a sudden loss in velocity for your starting pitchers, especially when they're not really sure what's going on or what's wrong here. So with Kikuchi, with Barrios, with Gosman, all kind of being down right now, uh, seeing that Alec Manoa coming out and only throwing 92 kind of scared me as well. So any takeaways from that on Alec Manoa? I think that was kind of a one-off thing, whether it be he sleep, slept on the plane funny or whatever. I mean, I don't expect that at all. There is no, there is no sign that tells me that this is going to persist. I mean, Alec Manoa has been a guy since he, since he took the mound in his first start. I mean, I have all the faith in the world that next start, he's going to go out seven innings and throw a lot better. I know that he was pretty upset with, himself though you know the body language he's an emotional dude he got pretty upset on the bench and you know what rightfully so he knows he should be better than that that's why i think that's why we didn't give him the thumbs down i love to give manoa the benefit of the doubt he didn't totally totally do bad because he did yes he did redeem himself um in the last few innings he pitched um but yeah, of course you don't want to see that from Alec Manoa man but I don't think it's something that persists man I don't know what what it'd be I think he bounces back 
and in Alec Manoa fashion. I think that's a smart call too. I would take that bet as well. And it's kind of interesting. Um, Alec Manoa has been so good in his young career so far. He had kind of had three blow up starts last year and those starts were against Baltimore, Washington, and Miami, three kind of subpar teams. So I think it's kind of funny that his worst start here was against um, Oakland, another bad team. So Manoa has been dynamite against all the good teams in baseball. And he just runs into this blooper every now and again against these poor offensive teams. I don't know if it means anything. I just thought it was kind of cool. I mean, it could, uh, Hey, it could be a mental thing. It could, he's, I mean, let's be real. He's one of the most clutch guys we have. Mm-hmm. He's a big game performer and, um, th- uh, that's great and all, but don't be, uh, sadistical on the less meaning games. Cause every game, well, tr- this game meant a lot more than nothing. It's just sure maybe did, Baltimore, yeah. or teams like Baltimore and Miami and probably the Nats at the time that probably weren't even quite as bad as Oakland. It was a bad start. Honestly, man, he's going to bounce back from this. I know he will. I agree. And just um, while Mark Budzinski is away taking care of his family and everything, we do still mourn for him. Um, Blue Jays legend Devon White is taking over first base coaching duties as well as being the outfield coach. So if you need an outfield coach replacement while Budzinski's away, I think Devin White, who is what, a seven-time gold glover? I think that's a damn good choice to replace him on this staff. And plus, good to see a guy from the golden era of Blue Jays baseball on this coaching staff right now. Honestly, I didn't even know that Devon White was coaching. So there you go. Man, Devon White is uh, is an all-time for us, Jesse. We both mm-hmm. know that. I mean, one of the best catches that should have been a triple play. Gruber tagged him for sure. Sanders got a little cocky. And yeah, that was a triple play. Didn't matter. We obviously, we obviously won the World Series mm-hmm. sure in did. 92. However, we still more for the Budzinski family, but mm-hmm. if anyone's going to come and replace Mark, you know, why not Devon White? I think that's, that's excellent. I'm glad to have him back with the Toronto Blue Jays organization or the major league organization. Anyways, he did play a very big role in the nineties for us. So before we get to previewing the Seattle Mariners series that the Blue Jays have coming up next, I do have a few prospect notes I want to get into. So Riley, I'm going to tell you these three things. Tell me if anything catches your eye, right? I'll see what happens Perfect. here. Left-handed pitcher Ricky Tideman is moving up prospects list after his dominance performance and being called up. He is now up to 65 on MLB Pipeline's top 100 list and honestly is only going up. So he, Gabriel Moreno is still probably a better prospect than him, but Ricky Tideman might be our second best in the system now, passing on Elvis Martinez. So Blue Jays' best pitching prospect is something good to see there. Another pitcher making waves in the Blue Jays' farm system is Nick Frosso. He made his debut for the high-A Vancouver Canadians. He actually replaced Tiedemann in that pitching staff. And his debut for the Vancouver Canadians, he went four innings pitched, zero hits, zero earned runs, one walk, and 10 strikeouts. Riley, he got 12 outs, 10 of them via strikeout for Nick Frasso. Remember that name. There and one more left-handed slash or left fielder slash first baseman prospect Spencer Horwitz was just called up to Triple A Buffalo. He had a 4.13 on base percentage and a 9.30 OPS and 10 home runs for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. And I think he's probably the best left-handed bat the Blue Jays probably have in their system. So we talk about how the Blue Jays need more lefties. Maybe Spencer Horwitz is a guy that could see some time with this team before the season is over. Never heard of Horowitz before, but good on it. I like that. So he must, I'm assuming he's a lefty lefty. If he plays left field and first base, he's a lefty glove as well. Something like that. I can find um, out in two seconds. Sure. And then I'll go on about Ricky Tideman because I am sure Jesse, that by the end of this year, he will definitely be a top 50 prospect. We do 
in our news and notes and we talk about prospects, we've only said good things and seen good things about Ricky Tideman. And he's only going to climb the list, man. It's a matter of time. He's going to be a guy in our system. I think that it's going to be very, very crucial down the road. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Whatever Jesse said, you're in triple. He's, you know, to maybe two stones throws away from the major leagues, Jesse, but at, he will be, he will be there. So Horowitz is a left-handed bat. He throws right-handed though. So lefty, righty, ah. like a lot of people are. Um, and Ricky Tideman, there is a chance, Riley. Now, I don't think this is going to happen, but the Jays get into a playoff push down towards the end of the season. Say we get into September and we're really grinding. We're in a tough battle for these playoff things. And we just need another impact arm. It is not out of the question that the Blue Jays call up Ricky Tideman and he joins this team, whether it's pitching out of the bullpen or making a few starts for this team. We saw the Rays do that. I want to say in like 2007, when they called up David Price, who was what, 1920, but he was the top prospect and he came into their bullpen and immediately pitched them and got them to the World Series that year. So there is a chance that Ricky Tideman, if he keeps pitching this well, does make an appearance at some point this season. I would still put the odds pretty low, but there is definitely a chance. Oh, there's all the baseball is a wacky sport, man. I love everything to do with the sport of baseball. And it's certainly not out of the question. I just hope it's with with the with, you know the proper use and under the right circumstances, I I really hope that for him because he is not someone that I want to spoil his 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 debut or anything to do with his major league stats or career or his contribution with the Blue Jays because he is doing fine and dandy where he's at right now and I do understand that we are in a bit of a pickle when it comes to starting pitching and I think I think that's only going to persist until we make until we make an acquisition. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, let's hope it's sooner rather than later here. Uh, now, we're leaving Oakland. We're going north. We're going to Seattle, the Blue Jays home away from home. So a lot of Canadian Blue Jays fans are going to get to see this team. And uh, um, the C- weekend series in Seattle is always a good time. And Jays fans, we're going to need you to be loud and proud to pick up this team up to get them out of the slump. And Seattle, we're going to see some old friends. We're going to see Robbie Ray this series. We're going to see our old friend Ryan Barucki this series. We're going to see Ken Giles this series. So a lot of names that Blue Jays fans are going to know, and I hope the Blue Jays tee off on all of them. (laughs) But we'll see how it goes here. Well, I hope that we actually don't see Ken Giles because I really hope that we're leading by nine runs coming the eighth or the ninth. But that being said, um, Robbie Ray has really struggled this year. I think that we should club him. And I really am curious to see how we – Hit Baraki. I, 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 the sinker baller slider piece that he's got. I always like Baraki's craft. I'm glad that he's pitching now uh, for a major league ball club. And, you know, kind of excited for that. I'm also really excited for a bounce back. This is another series. I'm sure you'll tell me, you know, the other starter who is. Yeah, well, Robbie Ray has actually turned it on a little bit as of late, so I just wanted to throw that in there. His last four starts have actually been really good. I know that because he's been on my fantasy teams this year. Um, I just want to give you the, really quickly here, we'll just hammer through it quick. I want to give you the probable pitchers. Uh, Casey Lawrence is going to get game one against Marco Gonzalez. Game two is going to be Ross Stripling against George Kirby. Game three is going to be the fun one. That's Robbie Ray taking on Alec Manoa. And game four, right now, tentatively, Yusei Kikuchi is scheduled to start that game. But if Kevin Kevin Gosman might get pushed back to that game, maybe they throw a bullpen day. Who knows? Maybe Maximo Castillo is ready to pitch that day. I don't know. And they'll be against Chris Flexen. Um, My thunk, Riley, Jays have now lost four of their last five series, and we badly, badly, badly need a win here. Um, My take is that they're going to split this, but I kind of want to say maybe it's the dumb, blind optimist in me. I think that the Blue Jays are going to use the fans from Vancouver coming down to hump this team up, and we take three out of four against Seattle because, boy, do we need it. My hope is that we win three out of four. My current thought, Jesse, is that we split the series, and I 
just, I don't know what it is. I, I think that it's going to be another one where you and I are just going to be just ticked. I think it's something like we lose the first two and then win the last two of the, right. I think it's going to be something stupid like that, but I do think Manoa is going to bounce back, but I think until something happens, our pitching is really going to suffer. And I really hope that the bats can just keep up with, with the amount of runs we allow. And it's about time for George. Georgie's due. Bichette's yep. due. Yeah, Vladdy Vla- needs to go on a heater. And Vladdy needs to hit about 20 home runs in this series. <laughs> I agree. So I think we're both kind of what? We're, we're nervous, but we're optimist. Ner- I don't know. The Jays have played a Ner- lot of 500 ball more lately. Ner- so. More nervous. More nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be back to talk about it this week. That'll do it for our episode here today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe. As I believe, like I said, we're the only podcast that is doing like these series recaps like this. So if you, now that like hockey season's over, basketball's done, like jump on board with your Blue Jays and jump on board with us. We're going to be doing this every series. So make sure you follow along, follow us on Twitter, give us engagement. Like we're buds and Blue Jays. We need our buds, you know, and that's you guys listening at home. So make sure you give us a review, leave a comment, all that fun stuff. Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? No, pretty much just what Jesse said. I mean, what more could you want? The season ended perfect for hockey. Colorado (laughs) won the cup. I mean, why not come along, follow us. Um, we cover every single game, whether we lose against the worst team yeah. or, or, you know, when, when, when a series, which is, you know, feels like you go, but we're here, man, we're, we're the highs and lows. And right now it's pretty low, but hopefully we can report some good news at the end of the Seattle series, man, God, I want to, I want to go off and say that we have five guys to give thumbs up for. I just, I, I want it, dude. And it just, we're due for it, man. We're due I, for a I fun agree, one. Man. I agree. Uh, we'll see everyone later. Have a good night. Thanks guys.